It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh, look who's back this week. Hi, hi Ryan. Hi. Oh man, you're all amped up on Olympic fever. Huh? I, I, I have, I have injected the Olympics directly into my veins. Well, you know <laughs> that if if Russians if Russians are still present and they are, then you're going to be feeling really strong. Let's let's note that. Uh, here, I understand that we're all – the topic of Russia is a contentious one in our country today. I feel like that's a a reasonably non-political thing to say. I want to at least acknowledge that, that – <laughs> shit. I want to at least acknowledge that Russia did not discriminate. You see, oh, all these athletes doping during the Olympics. And you think, well, surely – not for the Paralympics. Incorrect! Russia is also banned from those because when it comes to doping, they do not see disability. They do not see color. They do not see gender. Part of that is because, yes, the drugs in their system have ruined their corneas. But Russia went all in, and I appreciate that about them. If if we still had, like, you know, if there is some form of the Olympics for kids, those Russian kids are doping as well. Absolutely, a seven-year-old is getting a syringe right to the buttocks. As they should, frankly, because don't you want your kids to like know what excellence is? Are we trying to win or are we trying not to win? Yeah, come on, coach, just tell me. Tell me how far you, how far you want me to go. That's it. I need to know because you know what? Steroids, steroids, and sports. I'm just going to base this on one, you know, semi-90s kids' experience watching a limited amount of baseball in the time where, as far as I know. 
all steroids were legal. They were. That's right? correct. Like all of them. God, like, why doesn't why doesn't Russia open its own baseball hall of fame? That, <laughs> that'd be fucking amazing if they were just like everybody's in. Rafael Palmeiro, Mark McGuire, you're all in. They could really fuck with us, um, again, as usual. <laughs> and like put in like, you know, Mickey Mantle is in the steroids hall of fame. <laughs> what? Oh no. The American icon is tarnished by Rams. No. I read no, him on no. I read him on freedomdefender.org on the Facebook. I'm, I'm sorry, Sean Hannity told me that Brady Anderson hitting 50 home runs was perfectly normal. It was clean. It's clean. That's the, just... go, the go deep state doesn't want you to know that. <laughs> go deep state. And I mean, just just based on this, based on based on the limited amount of watching a sport where, as far as I know, all steroids were legal. It was pretty great. Like at this point, Russia should just do that. They should just open up a steroid hall of fame. Here you go. We don't care. Like, what? Oh, no. America thinks that we're crooked and bad. Who cares? It doesn't matter at all. It absolutely does not matter. Open this Hall of Fame. Barry, you know Barry Bonds will show the fuck up. Pete Rose will come every day if you invite him. Every goddamn day. You open a steroid Hall of Fame and you enshrine Mark Lemke just so you can laugh at him for <laughs> he must have used American <laughs> steroids. <laughs> Tiny American steroids. Only so used them in playoff. Actually, that'd be great. That would explain Mark Lemke's supernatural performance in the playoffs more than anything else, right? That he only took one cycle and peaked during the World Series and during the playoffs. Plus then, whenever somebody gets in the Russian Baseball Hall of Fame... American baseball writers will get so heated that they'll, even if the person was clean, even if the person was like well respected, they'll be like, well, he can't be it. No, absolutely not. We have standards. We will never have somebody cross. So, uh, no. 1000% no. I, I think American baseball writers, they would adopt the standards of the institution. So if the Russian, if the Russian baseball hall of fame is fuck it, anybody's in, the American baseball writers would say, well, okay, rules are rules. God, Everybody's our- in. Genghis our winter, Khan. Our Winter Olympics podcast is going so great, guys. <laughs> this is a welcome. This is a college football podcast. <laughs> college football is not happening right now, and we already sufficiently covered the NFL by telling you to, um, if presented with the option of visiting either Philadelphia or Boston, always choose Philadelphia. You might always survive. Philly, they where, remember it. Where the internet's number one pro Philadelphia podcast. I really, I really enjoy. You know, I wasn't. I did. This is a weird confession. I did listen to last week's episode, which I greatly enjoyed. Um, did you do that? I don't know. I, I've had a weird couple of weeks. Please that makes one gentle. of us. Please be gentle. Um, but I like that you basically said Philly is a wonderful garbage town. And the response, literally nobody did I see respond to you being like, hey, no, <laughs> Philadelphia is a nice town with like art and culture. It was, ah. just, it was just Philly bros being like, Oh, I got a, I got a bunch of great garbage stories for you. They ramped it up. Everyone was like, "Why didn't, why didn't you talk about the dumpster pools?" We got like three people saying, "Why didn't we talk about dumpster pools?" Yeah, we, we which mentioned is, which is when Philadelphians bathe in dumpsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lined dumpsters, very well constructed dumpster pools, but nonetheless, dumpsters. pools made out of dumpsters. Right. Which, by the way, when it happened, not only did they put it all over Instagram and social. The people putting it on, in addition to all that, drew response from a local councilwoman who said, hey, we might have to do something about these dumpsters. 
Was anything ever done? No. 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 Not, is not a damn like, thing. If you if you went to elementary school in like Kansas or New Mexico or Georgia or something, and you set a flat you sent a flat Stanley to Philly, he's definitely dead. That flat Stanley never never left Philly. One hundred percent. These are the people that killed a robot, a hitchhiking robot, just because they could, just because <laughs> it robot. was there, just Fuck because it was robot. there, and because he either said too many good or bad things about Donovan McNabb or both. Man, listen, we only got a few more years to to hit these things while we can. That's true. I I salute Philly for standing up well ahead of time. I think that's always been sort of Philly's model: is we're being invaded by. Uh, everything. So let's kill all of it. Yeah, that's. And, I mean, hey, w- well, you know, you, you you might uh, you might break a few eggs, but you know, you won't you won't lose the but robot war. But then the ed- the eggs won't kill you. The eggs the won't eggs. rise up and kill you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Philly once, and I went to a bar, and the bar had like three people in it at the time. But I just wanted a beer, so I sat down. And they're like, hey, man, where are you from? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Atlanta. And they're like, whoa, you've been to Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, I was like <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and a guy looks at me and goes, ah, oh, man, that's so fucking cool. I love travel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like trying to figure out whether he was fucking with me. Nope, nope. He's just like, that's the place I've never been. I think it's cool that you've been there. That was my version of the Philadelphia story. Somebody asking me <laughs> if I'd been to Georgia after I told them I'd been to Atlanta. They were really, really nice, and they were all white guys wearing really thin little gold chains. That was mm-hmm. So I was in a great neighborhood. I was in the right place. The Winter Olympics on, what's that? The NBC family of networks. Huzzah! A valued, corpor- a valued you t- corporate You're partner. telling me I get to spend three weeks just mainlining NBC content? Just you and the peacock, sir. Doom, doom, steroids. Yes, the Winter Olympics. Although, really, like, I know that you can take steroids to improve certain things. Yeah. Right? But, like, in the Winter Games, that doesn't apply to everything. Like, there's not a whole lot of ice dancers who are on steroids, as far as I know. I mean, you know, we can look at the list of strip... Go ahead. Give me a sport. I'm I'm on the list of stripped Olympic medals all time. I'll tell you if there's ever been somebody who's lost a medal uh, for, and and we'll get into why that was. Let's go curling. Curling, no results. Curling, you're clean. Curling so, is clean. Yeah, because if you use steroids, you'd be like, well, the stone flew into the stands at seventy miles an hour. Well, they brushed all the way through the ice and are now fishing in it. A little more delicate there, Yuri. Now, okay, so curling's out. Now, I hear you saying... What about that one where they ski and then shoot stuff? Biathlon. That's that's biathlon. Um, Great news. Two Russian women uh, had silver medals from the 2014 (laughs) Olympics lost. For uh, or I think it was one woman. She was on. She got an individual award and a relay team award for biathlon. So yeah, one hundred percent biathlon. You've got doping. Not clean. Man, man. That hey, hey, hey. Russians out here cheating at war. Let me. me, (laughs) Hey, hey. Uh, skeleton. 
How about how about that? I mean, why would somebody cheat at skeleton, the thing where you lie down basically without anything else and just slide along? Yep, two medals. Again, Russians from the 2014 yes. Winter Olympics. Did and they do gold? the NASCAR thing where they put uh, a, a toolbox on the on the on the on the uh, scale when they were getting the sled or whatever you call it weighed and then they took it off? Oh. Damn, damn, Roscoe, I didn't know that was on there. Sorry. That would have affected our total weight, which would have been illegal. And then you slide, slide them a 20. Okay, okay. So so we have one for Skeleton, correct? Skeleton, yeah. Uh, what else you got? Throw something else at me. Um, I was going to ask you about slalom skiing. Slalom. Um... Yes, sir. In this case, oh, man, I know this story, and it is so fucking sad. All right, so this is from the 2002 Winter Olympics, which were held in Salt Lake City. And this is the story of a man named Alan Baxter. He's Scottish, so he was skiing for Great Britain at the Olympics. He won a bronze medal um, in 2002, but he later lost this medal. Would you like to know why? Well, I think one, we gave somebody from Great Britain a medal for athletic achievement. As far uh-huh. as I know, that's been something not done since like the 30s or 40s oh, yeah, when everyone else he, started but competing. From, but he's from Scotland. So like, yeah, no, little, that's no, no, different. man, that's worse. That's worse. They eat scotch eggs. Their okay. entire diet is their entire diet is brown. That's the test for some whether something is edible in Scotland. They're like, well, so, is it brown? So, so during his skiing career, Alan Baxter uh, was known colloquially as the Highlander. And this is what felled the unkillable skier. He purchased a uh, an over-the-counter Vicks nasal spray. Mm-hmm. And the same sort that he had used in Great Britain without failing any tests whatsoever. Um he found this he found out however after he returned home that a sample he had tested the a sample he had submitted rather had tested positive for a restricted substance methamphetamine he said that he had not knowingly ingested anything and you know didn't know what the hell was going on the british olympic association backed him in all of this they had a, a two day hearing for this and basically found out that the inhaler that he bought in the United States from VIX was a different formula than the one that he bought that he normally used in the UK and did in fact test positive for the stimulant methamphetamine and he lost his bronze medal. That was it. They said he was out. The end. Yeah, uh, it's it's a clerical error if somebody from Great Britain is awarded a medal anyway. So, so yeah, yeah. It's such a it's such a petty fucking reason to take a medal away from someone because you bought a nasal because you bought a nasal spray in the because you didn't pack well. Essentially, he lost a bronze medal because he didn't pack very well. If he had that just is brought the his... only reason Spencer has never won a bronze medal. Uh, that's true. It's true. That's true. Never packed well. All the athletic potential in the world. Also, not from Great Britain. Not well, you got that win. going for you. Yeah. Um, he went he, and then he competed in the 2006 Winter Olympics and finished 16th. Uh, yeah. Without, <laughs> without being all hopped up on meth, could do better than 16th. I'm gonna do it clean, ma. 16th. Damn you, Vix. It's fucking. Oh man. 
the Olympics. I'm so happy right now. The Olympics, they're total assholes. What about um, figure skating? Who? I mean, there, there. Obviously, there was a, a a large controversy that they made a movie about recently, right. which is right. really good. Um, let's has see. Like... So, so there is one. I don't know the story of this. There is a pairs figure skating medal from 1964 that was stripped and later returned. Um, but I'm not seeing anything. Uh, ah, okay. So here's what happened. Uh, the the silver medalists from Germany, I will not attempt to pronounce their names, uh, it was discovered that they had signed professional contracts before the Olympics, and at that time you had to be an amateur to compete. So they gave the silver medal to what was then the bronze medal, and the bronze medal bumped down to fourth place and so on. Um, and basically they got their silver medal back by saying, well – other people had also signed professional contracts but hadn't been exposed and disqualified. So they basically said, yep. Um, and the compromise the Olympic Committee reached in this stance was there were two silver medalists and the fourth place got to keep the bronze as well. So just more for everyone. Damn. Handing out medals willy-nilly. Everyone's yeah. getting money and now they're also getting medals too. It's, you tell me. It's good because being on competing in the Olympics is, you know, maybe the most extreme form of being an athlete because you probably don't make very much money. You devote all of this time and effort to something that like is really happening in a very constricted way. It's not like playing a big four sport or something where it's like, well, every year you compete for a championship, blah, 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 blah. But being like an Olympic committee member or on one of these fucking judging panels is like being a lawyer to the extreme where you're just like, Oh, I love process. I love arguing over the nuances of nonsense and bullshit until I'm fucking hard as a diamond. <laughs> this sounds, this sounds a little too familiar. Ryan, Ryan getting a little autobiographical. Hmm? I don't know what you're talking about. All, all writing is autobiographical. Ryan. I have just to let go. It flow. I have to go. <laughs> I'm unclean. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, listen, having established that every winter Olympic sport except curling is dirty. The last honest sport. Curl. Let's just <laughs> let's let's either make it all curling or let's just say the winter Olympics, the ones where it's okay to dope. Why you not? Know, I think you can do this. If we just cuz I have a couple of proposals to improve the winter games. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, cuz you know, one they should be real good because we're not going to have winter soon. It's a neat trick. Sure. Uh, the second is this, that, you know, I think that it used to be that everybody would have to watch the same three channels, correct? Right. And it was the same 35. And now to the point where we will have the Winter Olympics in Branson, Missouri. It's going to happen like 2038 or whatever. The games are going to be in Branson. Summer game could be the state fair wrapped up all at the same time. I don't know. Could be a package deal, right? Uh, let's not rule out Dubai. They, I think they'll put a compelling winter. Yeah, no, I'm putting, the, I'm putting them in the I'm putting them in the twenties. But by gotcha. like the two, by like the twenty forties, yeah. Um, the Olympics are going to be like the restaurant that can't survive on its own, so it has to pair with an A and W, right? Like it's going to be like the Taco Bell, right? And W combo, right? It'll it's going like, to be like the Shoney's Olympics. The, yeah, exactly. It'll be like the Olympics sponsored by Shoney's and the and one tour and hot sauce is going to be like 90 years old and still just like it's still crossing you up. 
Yeah, look, oh, we put it over your head. Whoa. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like the A100 yeah, tour. That's one reason I want to sort of improve the games as much as I can. I think that for every single sport, it's not that drugs should be legal. I think everyone should pick one drug they can take as much as they want. <laughs> so right? to be clear, is that mean like we're deciding like, oh, this year it's this drug and every athlete or does each athlete sort of have individual control is it a country-based thing like walk me through this i like the idea of the sport coming together and saying <clears throat> you know what cross-country skiers dig meth like just that's it them all getting together and being like you know what as a sport identity wise we've just agreed everyone involved in biathlon can take as much pcp as they want to hmm you're like, is that okay. safe with? Is, That's is a that good safe choice. With, is that safe with firearms on the course? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Hold on. Let me let me let me let me propose something else. Let's let's simplify it because there's already a lot to learn in the Olympics about the rules of every event, and you know there's all these different variations. Let's simplify it. Let's make it part of the bid process. So when you are a host, you want to be a host city. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're uh, you're Turin. You want to have the Winter Olympics again. And you say, okay, we're Turin, and here is the drug that we will, like, procure and make available to the athletes. Only this one. And so that way, you have some crusty old dude standing up when they announce, and he's like, we have decided to avoid the 2028 Olympics to Turin, Italy, and the drug of choice will be cocaine! And then everybody stands up and just starts clapping. Wildly. That's a th- that's a general one too. But I, I want to be a little more niche, just so okay. we can have things like a ski jumper. Like all the ski jumpers get together, they're like Xanax. <laughs> we need all the Xanax you can pump into our veins. Because so I think like the video game logic thing would be all these at once. The host uh-huh. has a drug that they're offering, cocaine, celebratory, yep. um, and then each country has its own specialty. Each athlete gets to gets to select one that they're bringing right. in. Right. They have maybe ten units of it. They can trade and barter. Now this um, is like out. This is like outfitting like a, a an individual soldier in Call of Duty or something. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So once if if you min max your kit effectively, you're winning that gold medal. Clodipid grenade. I just want to see. I just want to see Canada just choose beer in a can, no matter what the sport is. Right. What are you gonna do for Super G? Molson in a can. What about hockey? Yeah, it's more Molson. Okay, Every an athlete Thanks. shows up with thirty um, units beer. Shows up with a rack, right? Just, just <laughs> thirty beer credits or whatever we're using here. Same for Austria. Austria's just gonna roll up with beer. That's it. I'll be like, what's your performance-enhancing drug of choice? You could choose from any number of advantageous stimulants or maybe an illegal steroid. And they're like, no, 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 just, just beer. Put beer in this. We're good. You know, that or that or this. I think that, that cigarettes would be the funniest. I was just going to say, like, France or something shows up. <laughs> France is just up there. Yeah, I got to do this super G, homie. Hold on. Tossing one in. Better yet, keeping what in their mouth during the run. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is this is a great idea. Another sport that I wanted to propose in terms of improving the games is I think that Nodalex is the game that needs to come to the Olympics. We already have bobsled. We already have uh, multiple bobsleds, right? Luge, luge, um, and we have skeleton. 
Nodalex is skeleton backwards. It's a lot like skeleton, except instead of going headfirst and on your belly, you're going to be going on your belly, but facing backwards. Right, right. Like a, like a penguin who has accidentally fallen down a slope. Or is it, are you on your back holding the sled on top of yourself? <laughs> you know, that's an option. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You know, like right, technically right. a skeleton run isn't over if you come off the sled, right? But the sled has to be part of the deal. So if you can do that with the sled on top of you, like Bizarro Superman, right? Then you go ahead and do it. Otherwise, it's freestyle. I think going this on the sled is, is going to work out like a little Powder better. This is like Postman on Ren and Stimpy. How he would yeah. always fly like backwards and upside down and all that. <laughs> yeah, it's like how Bizarro Superman flies, right? <laughs> Me, Bizarro Skeleton, Notalex, first place. So the other approach we can take is... The Olympic Charter says, basically, if you want to have a winter Olympic sport, it has to take place on snow or ice. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have, like, there's no inherent reason why basketball should be a summer Olympic sport. It's played fucking indoors. And, you know, we play it all year long. But I think the easiest thing to do, I, I would like it if the Winter Olympics were just summer Olympics events but we added some snow or ice element to it. Like we already did. That's basically what biathlon is. We basically said, uh, we want to shoot stuff, but we also wanted you to ski. Here you go. And I don't see why we can't basically say, Oh, it's the hundred meters, except it's on an ice rink and you don't get, you don't get uh skates. You just have to run. Good luck. We believe you, in you. you. You run through the snow and then shoot stuff. Got it. Yeah. 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 Yep. I, I yep. have another one which is along the same lines. I think that biathlon's fascinating, but I think we can all agree that firearms are a little intimidating. In addition to that, um, I, I think that most people would also agree. That I don't, I don't think Jason agrees with that just for mm-hmm. the record. Oh, okay. That's, that's cool. Agree yeah. with what? I wasn't listening. That yeah, firearms, that's... that firearms are a little intimidating. Um, I guess in certain situations <laughs> they could be. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you're, if, if you, if you and your boys are, are walking, like you, you set out to go on a five mile walk in the middle of the night, no real reason, just kind of thing high school idiots do. Um, and you get to a Kroger and you decide, oh, well let's stop here and get some snacks for the rest of our two mile walk at 3am. These kids are really stupid and, um, car full of, you know, standard rednecks pulls up and, uh, one thing leads to another. Now they're, they're waving a gun in your face. Didn't, you didn't exactly bring a gun on this five-mile walk, but now these guys are waving a gun in your face. Um, at that moment, I found guns intimidating, but in, okay, in most okay. others, not really. But listen, we add snow to that, boom, Olympic event. Yeah, yeah that was, that's, what I was, that's what I was thinking at the time. You <laughs> well, I was just wait. Just wait. Once it snows. <laughs> once, once we get these Georgia <laughs> once we get this Georgia ice on them streets. Just wait till this random March snow, you bitches. You'll see. <laughs> That's it. You'd be like, ah, oh, my car has no traction. I'll be like, I have a gun. Well, they had the, the gun, but I would have the snow. No, you're going, you're going to turn the tables on them because they'll try to get away. And you'll be like, ha-ha, you're in a Ford Tempo with bald tires on ice. I don't know why it's a Ford Tempo in the story. I just thought it was the best sort of... No, it's I, like the opposite of that. Opposite of that? Okay. The the other sport I had was, uh, was going to say the most exciting emerging trend. You know, globally, uh, MMA has been a huge huge influence and there's no real olympic spot for it especially in the winter olympics so what i propose is that we have the 
the Phytathlon Sprint, right? Mm-hmm. Where there is uh, about a three-mile course done as fast as you can on skis, right? Which, if you've ever been cross-country skiing, you will know um, is the worst, most puke-inducing sport, right? This side of rowing. Uh, you'll get to the arena where you are met by a competitor who has also come from three miles the other direction. Right. And then you will immediately have to fight them <laughs> for three <laughs> three-minute rounds. All right? The fight will take place. It will be scored. And then for time, you will have to ski away. <laughs> Can you fight along so- the way? You know, I'm not going to... I'm not really going to stop who you fight along the way. The only time you really have to fight your competitor is when they're in the snow arena, okay? I'm, and it will take I'm, place it will take place on ice or snow. I'm pretty sure this is a Metal Gear Solid mini game. You just described. <laughs> oh, oh, oh to god. <laughs> Imagine the button combinations you'd have to pull off to do this like to fight someone while It'd be seven. Never move. It Snake, like fucking, try the arm bar. It looked like fucking quap. You just wouldn't move at all. But yeah, like that's that's the idea is that you take because it was inspired by John Hackleford, uh, who was an MMA trainer, trained like Chuck Liddell and a whole bunch of other people, and he had a drill where you'd do two minutes on a rower as hard as you possibly could, which you've ever done, um, will make you puke really, really hard and fast. And at two minutes, you would roll off of the rower and onto an, a wrestling mat. Where John Hackleford, who was no little dude, would immediately start attacking you. And I thought, how can we get two athletes in the same spot at the absolute, like, rope's end of their cardiovascular, like, endurance? Someone is going to die during this. (laughs) Like, if we could redline somebody for as long as possible and then ask them to fight in front of a crowd in the snow. How could we do that? So the fight athlon, I think, is the way to go. I'd watch it. But I'm obviously you're, a safe. You're 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 broken. You're and obviously, this is this is hand in hand with um, the artificial supplements um, provision. <laughs> we're, we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna create mutants who are capable of handling this. All right, Either that or welcome to the PCP Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring your skis in here. Oh God. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, that's another one. I also think that we're a whole slew of potential opportunities. Like, I think we should cross ski jump with curling. Uh huh. Mm. Right, you go down with the stone and then you throw mid air. Oh right, yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In front of it's like it's like don't don't move the crowd. Don't move the crowd at all. Yep. Okay. Good. All Mm. of your. It's like that's like that's like bombing. Like you're a you're a bomber. Oh, that I do like that. The idea that you just sort of like you don't throw it, you just sort of like let it go as if you're trying to sort of drop it directly on the target. That's a good plan. Yeah, right. I like that better. You have like three stones. Let's like, why 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 just one? Why one object? Let's have a whole armload, as many as you can carry. How about that? So you're as gonna as many as you can carry. There's you're gonna, like 10 you're targets, gonna be, see how many you can hit. You're gonna B fifty two it. <laughs> it's like man, that's like fucking top golf up there. Except you're the ball. <laughs> how, do you know how fast those dudes would sink if they were carrying like a 10 pound stone well they go really fast down no, the slope but once I, they're in midair then 
they would just they would they would fly like normal. So that's right. Yeah, I the answer is I don't know because we haven't tried it, Spencer. Could, could, you, <laughs> could you, in theory, have like a grand cinematic moment where one jumper sacrifices himself bravely by using himself as the stone at the end of the game? We'll call it like. It'd be like the Nitzelroid. They'd be like, "Oh, he Nitzelroided!" <laughs> yeah, it's a valid maneuver. Guess He's what? The... You're you're throwing a ski at the target. He, he knocked your stone out with his body. He's what? he's dead, but the Netherlands have secured a bronze. <laughs> 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 we'll name a gym after him, <laughs> like a like a kind of out of the way gym, and like you know, like way out of the way, but it'll still be named for him. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for I'm all for hacking. Hacking. Hockey is kind of like already hacked. Like it's already like five sports and there's fighting. That's a very good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but if you think about things we could add to um to like hockey, they've are, they're already there. We're like, yeah, dude, we should we should add MMA there. It's already there. Yeah, we should we should make it so that like one team can just get rid of its goalie. And put in another guy who's going to try to score. Yeah, they can do it's that. There. Yeah, yeah. They should have knives on their feet. Yep. <laughs> no, we should yeah. give them all long sticks. Yep. And oh, oh, instead of a ball, let's have like the hardest thing on earth that you can't see because it's moved so fast. Perfect. Done. Let's uh, let's make sure that it's all encased in glass so that they literally can't leave. You're trapped. <laughs> yeah. Also, if someone gets in trouble, let's put them in a little box. <laughs> In, hockey. I, think done. I mean, hockey is already a sport invented by the, by like the nine year old who the counselor is already terrified of, right? Yeah, hockey oh, is Calvin Ball already. Yeah, the rich, the rich like cousin of a British monarch who's just like, I think we, I think we should kill the horses with these sticks. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, why don't we just try this? Let's what leave a- the horses alone. I put Let's- the horse in goal. Let's, let's try hockey the horse instead. Can, let's see if the horse can stop a penalty shot. Yeah, near like like Caligula is already in charge of hockey. We don't need to change anything. I mostly want to know how we got through the like bobsleigh luge skeleton. Like, what was that discussion like? Where somebody was just like, "Oh, you know, hey, we're it's four man bobsleigh, and we're all very good at it, and we have a good time." And then somebody was like, "Hmm." But what if we just did it? Be like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. Well, what if we just did it? What if we just like slid, and there wasn't the whole thing to it? I thought, like, I thought you meant did it like have sex, like the four of them no. on the sled no, as they were. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, coming. Oh, this is very busy. Like guy in the middle proposed it. Like guys, I know we're going eighty <laughs> miles an hour on the sled but, right now, but but but. What we're all we kind it? of we're all kind of in position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and know. let's face it, we've built up quite a bond over the past six months. It will probably make us more aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, and we're all in the shape of our lives. That's true. Yeah, man. Again, watch the Olympics on NBC. Going to be a great family-friendly. Exciting cultural experience. You you won't see four men fucking. Okay? <laughs> unless unless you watch enough. <laughs> unless then, you yeah, do. You might. Unless you, you do. You, that's you the know. real that's the real reason why NBC taped the laser. 
because they know that all these events can just turn into fucking like that. The lucky. Like that. <laughs> there's the lucky. What do you call them? Well, there's the pilot. He steers the bobsled. There's the lucky Pierre. Then there's the luckier <laughs> Pierre. And then there's the brakeman. And then there's the emotional Pierre. Yeah, then there's the emo. Yeah, he, he t- he's the balance for the entire team, really. You think about that. <sighs> yeah, I'm very excited about the Winter Games, obviously, since I've already devolved to turning it into turning every sport into hockey. Into really. a into a fight fuck fest. <laughs> well, you, 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 hey, I'm not the one who brought sex into this. I was I was living on violence alone. But I think we've reasons. covered every vice. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, we need more gambling. We need we need. Um, God, what I'm, is I'm not sure g- exactly what the gambling situation is. Uh, at, well, oh, since it's, oh, here, how oh, about well, this? Since it's an international event, therefore it's international waters. Therefore, all gambling should be legal anywhere. That's not right? how that. That's not how that works. Ryan, you're my lawyer, so no, whatever, not, whatever I that, say in the presence of you, that no. is attorney privilege. So you have to say that's that. Well, I'm going to try and argue that in a court of law. That's not. That's not how that. Yeah, works. That spreads to everybody who listens to this podcast. Actually, let's yep. see. Is there yep. betting Anything, on? Anyone tweets at Ryan, he has to keep it secret and know that at any moment, whenever he sees the judge, he has to repeat it to that judge. That's what judge? Who are you talking about? Whenever you see a judge, like an Olympic judge, like oh, a figure oh. skating judge, Why? or a judge in a court of law, or any other judge. You know, I'm not going to the Olympics, right? Well, if I do, then you do, because. How I will have no legal protection. Otherwise, I don't think that's how it works. Guess you guess you should have thought about this before you went to law school. <laughs> yeah, sorry about it. This is this is your responsibilities as everyone's attorney listening to this because this I'm is just... a confidential conversation between you, me, and somewhere between ten thousand and fourteen thousand listeners. Yeah, for this episode, let's say it's like eight. Let's not. Eight no, no, no. I'm... It's, it's 140,000? Yeah. We're just going to roll this up with a bunch of other podcasts. Don't worry. See, Nobody listen, actually does this. Listen, advertisers out there, we were joking about the, all those little numbers. The the big one Spencer just said, that's closer to it. Yeah. So It's, it's 140,000 people. Mean, ad, what do you mean? Ad, the advertisers are not listening to this. You advertisers out there, you know who you are. You listen to every podcast waiting for moments to drop in ads. Here's one right now where we could be talking about your product, but instead... Brian is Brian is pretending like no one listens. So who does? If you're listening, please right now, please tweet no, at Ryan. No, no, Jesus Christ! Hmm? You know what? Hmm? I I edit this podcast, so I <laughs> I can. Oh, now myself. now I'm being censored. I'm, <laughs> I'm being censored by the courts now. You just I'll hear pro- a, very, a very distinctly fake voice saying whatever Ryan wants Jason to say. <laughs> Brian's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I think he's awesome. That second voice is me. Yeah. <laughs> That's you just saying it to yourself, <laughs> screwing it up. Don't do yourself. <laughs> no. uh, um, yeah, you can bet on the Olympics, but it's pretty standard boring shit. And if you do, man, what's the worst? I, what's the what's the weirdest sport? I mean, it has to be it has to be like skeleton luge somewhere in that. Like, why the fuck would you bet on that? Anything else you can sort of say like, well, he has this like this this woman's the greatest down uh, super G skier in the world, or uh, this man is you know 
the great the one of the top three speed skaters. But like, don't bet, don't bet on the thing where they're just falling as fast as they can. Don't bet on that. I don't know. I mean, I haven't question, seen the odds. Yeah, the question here fine, is not like fine. whether you bet on it because if you were wise, you wouldn't bet on any of it. But no, no, no. The question here is, which sports can I fix? All right, yeah. I'm, I, I'm looking now. I'm looking now on on Odd Shark. I am happy to report that they do not list any uh, any odds for bobsled, luge, or skeleton. They are saving well, you from yourself. So, so what, so what I'm hearing is, if you tweet at the Sandman Jason Kirk, he will personally <laughs> take your bets. He'll handicap this. Just, just pay him in Burt coin, the official <laughs> cryptocurrency of the shutdown full cast, named after Brett Bielema's nickname, Burt. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, still, still valid. I know fuck, it took they, a hit over the offseason. There, 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 there is a piece of football news we didn't talk about. Oh, good. Brett Bielema was fired. Did we just no. not catch up to that? <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't. Ooh, I honestly we, think we might not have. I think we might have like tried to and been like, well, Tennessee's doing something. Sorry. Sorry, Arkansas. We'll never talk about you. Um, no, our our beautiful our beautiful Brady Hoke has moved on, has gotten a promotion with uh with with our Carolina Panthers, right? The team yep. we're, we're the team we're buying. Once yeah, we with, sell with, all our other company assets, with and our gam- once, with, once our, with ca- our Winter Olympic gambling winnings, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our cash in our cash in Burt coin, <laughs> don't forget that, and our our um, Lillehammer drug ring or wherever this event is. Where are the Olympics now? <laughs> you went back to go on. You went back to go on all of it, It's in it's in Lillehammer every. I think they're, that's the last one I actually knew where it was. They're in they're in South Korea this year. Okay. Yeah, we could sell, we'll sell drugs to um, StarCraft kids, right? Yep. Oh, man, yeah. They go yep. through shit. But yeah, Brady Hoke is a uh, Panther now. NFL NFL coach Brady Hoke. Future NFL head coach Brady Hoke. I feel like he doesn't wear headsets because he's trying to throw the haters off. I think man, him smart. and Ron Rivera next to each other, that is a lot of density. That is two men who are, they're not, they're not like fat guys. They're just really, really dense no. men. They could There's not. They of... could not. They could not sit next to each other in the backseat of like a Honda Civic. They could not because uh, there'd be too much fucking gravity. It's too much, dude. It's too much. Too much heat, man. That's like you put that much heat back there. All that like all that glue is gonna come loose, and the, like the insulation striping is gonna start sagging down like an old car. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a little greenhouse back God. there. They look like two bouncers without speaking lines on Magnum P.I. <laughs> they do. You should just put an orchid back there and flourish. <laughs> Be so warm. Yeah. Humid. Who did... By the way, the Panthers, like... This is not an NFL podcast, but it's not a Winter Olympics podcast either, so let's just go. The, the question I have is this. The Panthers hired <clears throat> Brady Hoke, right? Mm. Who I think uh-huh. if we said uh, Brady Hoke, pretty... He's in he's in camp basic, right? Yeah. Like he's he's basically like he's avocado toast grade coach, correct? Just yeah. super super white bread is what I'm getting at, right? Not like, oh, there's an innovator in Brady's Hope. Nope, nope. Just that's that's strictly like color between the lines kind of coaching, correct? Uh yeah, okay. Follow follow me here. Ron Rivera also hired who as his offensive coordinator? 
this mm. this year. Um, shit, that's right, Ron. Uh, uh, Mike Shula did get fired. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I, don't, I don't. I don't remember. I'm. So, I mean, there's another mm. NFL co- coordinator I'm focused on, but I don't <laughs> remember this one. Didn't Ron Rivera hire the entire Turner family? Not not just Norbert. They hired like Ron Turner. They hired um. They hired like the Turner Turner. Tina yeah. Turner. Yeah, they, they they hired Ron Turner. They hired Tina. They hired uh, Nat. It's a controversial hire. Pick yep. up Nat. Uh, you know, particularly with Jerry Richardson. You hired who? Norv. Norv. All right. Norv Turner is sixty-five, but that oh. neck, that neck, ninety-five easily. But you know who the the Lions? Listen, the Lions are not going to be one up here. The Lions, who have previously been the home to all sorts of college football cast-offs. I think at one point they had, if memory serves, Randy Edsel and Al Golden and somebody else on the same staff. Uh, Ryan Prince as well. The Prince, yes. the Prince made his abode in Detroit, and their head coach was Jim Caldwell. Um, there is there, Matt Patricia will be taking over for the Detroit Lions after the Super Bowl. There is only one target that has been named for his defensive coordinator. Do either of you know who it is? No. All right. Spencer, I want you to, Spencer, I want you to look, uh, find a mirror and I want you to look in it and make a vacant stare because you are Paul Pasqualoni, the man (gasps) who is in the running to be the defensive coordinator of an NFL team. Huh. It's a it's a green industry. It's not not only a meritocracy, but it's green because they're Paul? devoted to recycling more than any industry on the planet. Paul, I mean, Paul P is good at overseeing football games in which no points are scored. That is a strength of his, and always has been. I don't know, man. That's you're still not hiring three Turners. You hired a Norv, a Ron, and a Cameron. Because remember, that's the in the ultimate meritocracy. Not only did you hire a brother, you went a step further and you hired. Ron's son, Cameron, as assistant quarterbacks coach. Listen. So just just add all that up. And my point being, when we get back to Ron, Ron went like walked on the wild side for a little bit, right? It's like, God, we'll run some triple option. I'll go for it on fourth down. It'll be nutty. A little bit of a midlife crisis, right? After his house burned down, because I think Ron Rivera's house burned down. The spark doll. He's like, I'm going to live like I'll never die. And then like three years later, he's like, I'm hiring three members of the Turner family and Brady Hoke because I want to feel safe again. Feel Why safe. do you need an assistant quarterbacks coach? You only have three quarterbacks. Yeah. What, what am I supposed mm-hmm. to handle all three? Come on now. So it's like, does the assistant just handle the guy who doesn't even dress? Yeah, QB three, a hundred percent, and he's really just—he's really just responsible for making sure that he doesn't like accidentally in, injure the first two. It's one hundred percent his so job. So his job is just batting down wayward passes. Yes. So they don't hit Cam in the head. Correct. Ron Turner's gonna walk up and be like, "Cam, I'm gonna turn you into the next Kurt Kittner." <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm gonna need you to throw about forty-five yards shorter each pass. Um, on the other hand, they're not working for Bobby Petrino. Oh boy. Oh man. Whew. Oh man. This, this is a near and dear one to you, man. 
Mm, I got some feelings on this. <laughs> it's just here's, I, I, here's here's the sign that you maybe made a questionable coordinator hire. When you announce it, do all the fans within your conference rush to see if they're playing you this year <laughs> in like an excited way? That's probably a bad sign. I mean, I feel like the spread in that Bama game it was already thirty. Mm, it might inch upward a tad. Because, right. I mean, BVG, man, he looks cool. He's got the mustache and all that, but I don't think he's had a good defense in about 10 years. Brian Van Gorder. Brian Van Gorder, our uh, most known, I think, now at this point on his resume for being a GIF. Mm. That's that's what I know Brian Van Gorder for. People I know, know him for the fist pump GIF. I want you all to look up Brian Van Gorder, you fucking idiot GIF. That is also good. When uh, one of his players jumped offside to lose a game, and he wrenches off his headset and howls in rage. <laughs> oh, you fucking idiot! With the is, camera right in his face. Is that the one where he grabs the side of his head like it's going to explode? Oh, yeah. He's like wrenching his, his face off of his skull. <laughs> and it does that, and then only the mustache remains on his skull. <laughs> he's, he's also had just like such an amazingly tumultuous career this is like for most for most of the early career it went pretty calmly so like he where are we starting this career though (laughs) okay so so let's start um let's start it in 2005 he gets hired by the jacksonville jaguars as linebackers coach he stays one year because he gets offered the georgia southern head coaching job and here's where things get weird he goes through. He goes three and eight and resigns. It is at the time Georgia Southern's worst record in program history. Can so, I give you? I'm going to interject. He came yeah. in and said, after thirty to forty years of running the triple option, <laughs> said, "We're going to run pro style. Pro style. Grand open and grand close it. Just, just <laughs> three and eight out. Done. They went back to the option. This Taco Bell is a sushi restaurant now." <laughs> Yeah. All right, so so he he resigns after a single season at Georgia Southern, and uh, he is then named in December of 2007 defensive coordinator at South Carolina. Nope. Five weeks later, he leaves to join Mike Smith's staff as the defensive coordinator. Now he he sort of kicks that around for a little bit. He's there until 2011. Then he takes the Auburn job. He replaces mm-hmm. Ted Roof as defensive coordinator uh, at Auburn. After winning the Pinstripe Bowl in 2013, the University of Notre Dame announces that he will replace outgoing handsome boy Bob Diaco. And uh, four games into the 2016 season, he loses his job. Uh, I think he I think he was an assistant at Oklahoma State last year, but really hadn't done anything uh, since getting canned by Notre Dame. But now he's back. Yes. In the big boy seat. So between him and Bobby, that is a lot of weird job exits in the past decade or so, to say the least. I hope at some point Louisville just goes through all Georgia former coaches, head coaches, position coaches. Whatever. Just put them all through there at some point. Mm-hmm. June Jones, hey, hey, come hey, back man. Down. Hey, Jim, Jim Moore is ready. Whenever you are, Louisville, just give him the call. 
you know he what Jim, do you know what Jim Mora can do for you, Louisville? He can be a very convincing Papa John body double. 